when we allow ourselves to feel negative emotions, we take our power back into our own hands. And then we're able to make these bigger strides that really serve our well-being rather than blocking ourselves from pain, which we then end up blocking ourselves from the outside world as well. Welcome to LoveLink, your guide to love and connection in all forms. We're your hosts, Simone Humphrey and Sina Simon. Today, we're speaking with the newest therapist to join the Modern Mind team, Tess Hochberger. Tess works with individuals and couples and draws on her experience as an artist to help people tap into their creativity as a pathway toward healing and self-discovery. If you're interested in setting up an appointment with Tess, please reach out to info at modernmind.co. That's info at modernmind.co. Tess, we're so thrilled to be talking to you today and wanted to take this opportunity to talk to you about your journey to becoming a therapist and also your therapeutic style so that people can get to know you a little bit better. Um, You're the most recent member of the Modern Mind team and we're really thrilled to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today chatting about my experience and being a part of this team. So Tess, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a therapist. What led you to this field? Yeah, I was one of those people who really actually wanted to be a therapist from the time I was a freshman in high school. Um, I was really a mediator in my family growing up as the youngest of three kids. Um, I've always had this really deep desire to make people feel seen and heard. Um, Along with that, I always was really connected to art and movement as a huge part of my world growing up. So I think um, by high school, my dream was really to become an art therapist. And then in college, I fell in love with the clinical social work framework, actually, which holds a lot of space for the social and cultural contexts um, when understanding mental health. Beautiful. So for you, what is the most exciting part about being a therapist? Ooh, constantly getting to build new alliances with so many different types of people, ages, um, different types of relationships, and really watching people grow into the most authentic versions of themselves and get to see these clients gain confidence through empowerment, skill building, and improved interpersonal relationships. How do you build alliance with your clients? Um, I find that creativity and joy in the therapeutic space is so powerful for healing. I think that there's this idea, this very Freudian idea that therapy is a very serious, straight-faced experience. Um, But I think getting to hear about someone's world and having someone share their inner most personal thoughts with you the ability to open up and laugh and make really creative analogies and incorporate movement and breathing is one of the most um, magical ways to get to know someone and to build that alliance together because they're getting to see the most authentic version of myself. And when you see someone else do that, it's so much easier to do that yourself. Absolutely. And I, I think, think it's that's... one of the... Oh, <laughs> We're going to say the same thing, Sina. <laughs> <laughs> We both want to tell you that our experience of you is that you really bring your authentic self. And I, and I can only imagine from the little bits that I've, I've heard 
from the experiences of your patients is that they feel really, really comfortable in the room with you, that you hold space in a way that feels very effortless. And I think that is such a big part of the work is just allowing for someone to feel safe and comfortable and themselves and really model that for people because that's a very difficult thing in our in our lives to feel like we're really in our authentic selves. And also how attuned you are to people's energies. Like I experience you as really paying attention. And you're really paying attention to what people are saying, to the energy in the room, to what's going on. And I think people really value that too, that they're really feeling seen in that way because they're being attended to. Definitely. I think that it's so difficult to one, pick up on that, but to go into a new space with a new person and have all of those nerves and be already harboring a lot of emotion that you are coming in knowing you need to talk about. And then to have that person really feel what you're feeling and want to experience those emotions with you is so powerful in the healing journey, even before you get to the dissecting and processing of the emotion. But the alliance itself and sharing that energy and that that joy in the room is half of the battle in healing. Absolutely. Yeah, that feels really important in the intangible process, like the the kind of essence of being with another person. If you were to describe a kind of approach or a model, a little more of a, a technical way, like what what's your approach to your therapeutic work? Thank you. That's a great question. So I really work a lot with attachment theory. So that's emotionally focused therapy as well as cognitive behavioral therapy. And I sprinkle in a lot of the work that you use in interpersonal psychotherapy. Um, so we're processing your, your attachment figures, your relationships. Um, we want to process negative emotions and work through difficult life transitions and relational issues all of which can be contributors to anxiety and depression specifically, while also using really creative and mindful techniques to create healthy coping tools to empower my clients in the room. What's a creative tool that you use? What's an example of that? Yeah, I love the use of really out-of-the-box thinking analogies. I think that finding new ways to describe emotional experiences through analogies so they're more tangible, you can really envision the way that you're working is so effective. Um, That's when a lot of the aha moments tend to happen in my sessions with clients, but also thinking about ways of using movement like dance or music or doodling in your notebook or using journaling, um, as well as mindfulness breathing techniques can all be used in creative ways to access new parts of our thinking and emotions or to access new ways of thinking of solutions. And how do you understand the process of change in therapy? Like, what is it that actually happens when a client enters into the therapeutic space with you and how do they heal? Yeah, um, that's such a difficult question I found because the processes of change is so nonlinear. So by this, I mean, we can see that it can be uncomfortable and scary at times when we really start to heal. 
Um, but it's also so empowering and enlightening at times when you start to really understand this authentic form of your identity and your inner world. Um, and at that point, you really start to take back control of your life. So we see that in you start to set boundaries with those in your life. You start to try new things. You start to speak your mind. And one of the biggest things that we see happen in the process of change is allowing yourself to really feel emotion, sit in that, even the negative emotion, or I should say, especially the negative emotion, allowing yourself to let those feelings into your world so that you can understand what they're saying to you and take that as input so that you can figure out a way out. And that is something that I've appreciated about working with you is that I feel like you're not just insight oriented. I mean, that's a big piece of it. And some therapists stay there, looking a lot at the past, understanding yourself more. But I, I have really noticed that you take a very active approach. Like, how do you apply this? What can you do during the week? Having patients come back and tell you how they might have experimented with something new and how that went for them and really being able to um, delight in that. So I, I see that very much as a mechanism of, of change in your work. Yeah, I really appreciate that because I think that's also part of the way that we utilize creativity in my session specifically because we are thinking it's trial and error almost, right? We never know what's going to work for us until we try it. So part of therapy is going out, trying something new, and then you have this space that you know you get to come back to and process that experience and think of what worked for me in that new experience? What didn't work? What made me feel uncomfortable? And also, is uncomfortable always good or always bad? No, it's not. So really leaning into discomfort sometimes and then having the space to come back and say, why was this uncomfortable? Is it telling me something that I need to change or that I need to improve on? So there's so many different approaches you can take when you're trying new things in your life and having a safe space to come back and talk that through is so important. Hi, Lovelink listeners. Our group practice, Modern Mind, is located in New York City with offices in Brooklyn and Manhattan, offering in-person and virtual psychotherapy. We provide individual, couples, and group therapy, as well as ketamine-assisted psychotherapy, in conjunction with a psychiatry prescriber. Therapy is a powerful experience that can transform your life and help you live it to its full potential. We're here to help take you where you want to go. To find out more about our practice, visit www.modernmind.co or email info at modernmind.co to be connected with one of our therapists. So Tess, I'm wondering if you have any examples of clients who have done something different, maybe out of the box, that's really been helpful for them in their process, in their, in their therapeutic process with you? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for asking. Um, I do. I have one individual client who, after a while, we got to the point where we were realizing anger was not an emotion that was being um, allowed to be expressed or even felt fully. Um, so we tried something where they would name this anger. So let's say anger's name is Dave. Um, and so the client would then on their own time, if something came up, kind of 
in their own room scream at Dave and scream into a pillow and get into a fight, as bizarre as it seems, all by themselves. And then we came back into session the next week and processed that experience. And it really opened up this world of not only does it feel really good in your body to let out anger in a way that is healthy and controlled, but it allowed us to talk about the anger in a much more tangible way so that we could address it, feel it, and then figure out what the next steps are and um, how to move forward from that anger. It's this idea that when you can talk about something and you can express it in in a controlled environment, it's no longer this thing that's building up inside you and therefore it has space to release, it has space to be felt, and then tell you the message that it's trying to give you in the first place. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. So helpful to do that kind of parts work, right? Mm -hmm. We love our parts work. (laughs) So if I'm one of your clients and I've been seeing you for a while, like how would I know that therapy is working? You know, I think a lot of people go into therapy and it can be very subjective. It can be a little abstract. What what would be either your advice or what would you tell a client of yours to check in and really evaluate whether, whether they're, yeah, it's working? Definitely. I think there are a few ways to think about this question. One is tangibly looking at the goals that we talked about or that we set together in the very beginning of therapy and seeing where you stand in comparison to where we started and how far we've come to reach that goal. Um, But on more of a broad sense, um, I can really feel that change happening and see that happening in my clients when they start to speak their mind more, when they can identify what emotions are laying behind their experiences and really embrace their feelings and emotions. Um, When we allow ourselves to feel negative emotions, we take our power back into our own hands. And then we're able to make these bigger strides that really serve our well-being rather than blocking ourselves from pain, which we then end up blocking ourselves from the outside world as well. And so we see this empowerment happen and in speaking your mind and doing the things that your body is telling you you need to do, you start to become more in touch with your authentic identity. Beautiful. And what do you think is important for clients to think about when choosing a therapist? What advice would you give people? Um, Yeah, that's another great question. Um, I think this is the time to be picky. This is the time for you to think about the way you think, the way you feel, and what your needs are. So going into the search and knowing what your goals are and what your needs are at this time is so important. Um, And also just what type of person do you respond well to? What makes you feel comfortable and uncomfortable? And also, really tangibly, what kind of situation are you comfortable with? Are you most comfortable talking to someone face-to-face in person? Or do you want to be able to do it on your own time at home through a computer screen? We have all of these options now, so really being unapologetic about choosing what fits your situation best. I think that's really good advice because ultimately it's all about fit with a therapist. Who do you feel comfortable talking to? Who do you feel you vibe well with? Exactly. Yeah, I sometimes, to friends who ask me, like, what do I do to get this process started? I say, treat it like dating. Talk to three or four people if you need to for those 15-minute phone consults. They're free, and that's your time to figure out 
am I saying something different to one person versus the other? Am I feeling more comfortable with one person versus the other? And going with your gut, trust your intuition. This is when the process really starts. Mm, Great. Any other pieces of advice that you would give a prospective client of yours? I think it might sound counterintuitive, but don't take yourself too seriously in this process, Mm. right? Take the jump, take the leap, try to break your walls down just for that one hour, once a week, if you can, and open yourself up. We're not here for judgment. We're not here to tell you what's right or wrong. We're just here to help you process what's going on in the world around you and make a roadmap to move forward. I love that. That's great advice. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Tess, for being with us and sharing your identity as a therapist, how you work. For our audience out there, if you are interested in working with Tess, you can email us at info at modernmind.co to get connected to her. And yeah, it's been such a pleasure working with you, Tess. Excited. Excited for our future. Thank you so much. I (laughs) always love hearing your questions and I hope to get to hear from some of you listening.